Welcome to the Get Sacred Podcast. I'm your host, intuitive life coach, Melissa Elysian, and I'm here to teach you how to create more money, more love, and more sacred success. If your inner goddess is ready to create a lusciously abundant and pleasure-filled life, you're in the right place. Hey, love. So I just got out of a meditation, and I didn't really plan this recording. I'm just going to vibe for a little bit because I do want to talk about this topic. I went to brunch yesterday with a few girlfriends, and one of my dear friends asked me how I find time in my life to reflect and to plan and to dream because she was wanting to make room for that and she just didn't know how and like you know how to even make it happen and I responded to her by telling her that I see that the time and the energy that it takes for me to reflect and to grow and to integrate healings and all of the stuff that's related to my soul's growth as essential. Like, that is the work of my life. Yes, of course, there are things that I want to do in the world, things that I want to create in the world that I also see as my work. But all of those things are the means by which my soul expands, right? It's all the ways that I take up the space and live in the fullness of my sacred soul. And so because that's the case, the work that's required for me to reflect, to dream, and to heal and to grow is essential. It's unavoidable. It's my work. And I treat it that way. I think I've had too many instances in my life where I was forced to do the work, whether it was burnout or heartache. There have been times where everything in life stopped because of whatever event or circumstance and I was forced to do the work of really listening to myself and asking myself important questions and finding the answers being patient and with myself and finding the answers and really making room for that not because I wanted to but because there was nothing else that I could do it was necessary And man, those moments don't feel good, but I'm grateful for them because it was in those moments that I learned how essential it is to do the work all the time. I mean, I think the best way to look at it is if you think about any time that you were hurt and you experienced like an emotional hurt If you bypass what's required to heal and you just move on with your life, generally what happens is later down the road, something similar happens again 
And your response to what happened is magnified by the fact that not only are you experiencing the hurt that just happened, but you're also experiencing the previous hurts that are unhealed. And I've had that happen too many times to not know better. (laughs) I just, I've had it happen too many times. And I mean, I, I can remember one circumstance and I give credit to one of my coaches and my friends, people who loved me explained to me that like, you know, it's like you're, you know, there's a little bit of an overreaction right now, but I think it's related to this past situation. And after maybe one or two people told me that and I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> and then it was like, four, five, and I, and I got it. I saw that what they were saying was true, not because I really believed it was true as much as I trusted them. And I understood that I was in a vulnerable place with limited perspective. And so I knew it was true. And Why am I telling you this story? I'm telling you this story to say, like, that's what happens when you don't do the work. You just end up with more work to do. And I've had, like I said, I've had too many of those experiences. So now, not only do I do the work when I'm hurting, but I also do the work when I'm fine because I want to be aware of what's going on inside me right I don't want to be a robot I don't want to bypass my this soul's work I don't want to be moving so fast that I can't feel myself that I don't check in with myself to make sure that I'm headed in the right direction I don't want to be moving so fast that I don't get to enjoy my journey or that I'm moving so fast that I'm not even aware when something is wrong or is hurting. I don't want to do that anymore. I just have no desire for it. And I value too much this work, right? This work of my soul, this work of this lifetime for me to be doing that anymore. Like, Tomorrow's not promise. Every single day is where life happens in the now. And so the notion that I'm going to get to the end result and then, then I'll take some time to reflect, then I'll sit with my thoughts, then I'll check in with my feelings, it just doesn't work. And the outcome is horrible. <laughs> the outcome is horrible. The outcome is burnout, right? That's what happens when people get burned out. If you've ever been burned out, you know that what happened was you had lots of little things that happened along the way. Lots of times where you knew that you were doing too much or that it was too much pressure or stress or it wasn't a good fit. And instead of really taking that in and feeling into that and Uh, taking responsibility for your feelings and uh, making choices that were in line with what 
you know, what you're telling, what your soul is telling you, what your feelings are telling you, what your experience is telling you, you kind of ignore it for, I don't know, moving forward, for getting it done, for whatever success you're hoping to get at the end, for meeting somebody's expectation or your own expectation. And you just ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it until shit, it hurts so much <laughs> that you can't do anything anymore. Like that you're, you reach a dead end that you have to make it stop. It's, it's unavoidable. I mean, it feels unavoidable when you are on numb, you know, when you're numb and you're on autopilot, but it is absolutely unavoidable if you insist on feeling what you feel and taking responsibility for yourself, nurturing yourself, loving yourself, taking care of yourself, showing up for yourself, and doing the work in real time instead of later. Okay, that's not the answer I gave her, all of what I just told you, but the answer I gave her was about this work being the work that I do, like that it's the most important work that I do and that I know my soul is of primary concern <laughs> and that taking care of it, the growth, the expansion of it in this lifetime is what I'm here to do. And so I do make time for it. Um, it looks like all sorts of things and I'll share a couple of them because I want you to have ways to do it for yourself. And I don't want to, by any means, suggest that I have this right all the time, that I do it perfectly. I absolutely do not. <laughs> but I do it well enough that someone <laughs> or many people <laughs> have asked me how I've done it. So one of the things that I do is just be quiet. <laughs> so that might look like meditation. It might look like um, coloring. It might look like stretching. But if I can get an opportunity to slow my thoughts down and to just get that you know, constant, let's do this, 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 like shut it down or take it down several notches, it's a win. And I find that the more I can do that, and don't get me wrong, I'm not doing it all day, but the more I can do it, the more opportunity there is for me to connect the dots to questions and curiosities that I have. So when I'm stuck on anything, really, the more time I make in my life to have that open space, the more opportunity it feels like to me for me to receive. And I really feel like it's like an integration. When I can slow down, I give my body and my mind a chance, it's just like sleep, a chance to like make connections and find solutions and also 
receive, right? That's how I feel like I'm receiving guidance from the universe is when I can slow down, the connections come together. When I can be quiet, the connections come together because I'm not busy adding more things to the system. This shows up a lot in my work one-on-one with my clients because we'll do a session and a major shift will happen. I mean, some crazy stuff happens in these one-to-ones where people are healing things from their childhood, their teenage years, their 20s, whatever. They're healing things that they hardly even knew how it was impacting their present. And so here we are in this moment of time creating a ripple where we're healing their future, we're healing the present, and we're sending ripples into the past and healing it. And the thing that I always recommend when we do that work, especially when I know that, you know, when I can see that the shift is significant, maybe even more than they can see themselves, the thing that I always recommend is to be very intentional about being sweet and tender and kind and loving to themselves and also to slow down to rest and to like drink water and like treat it as if they're recovering from like doing a really intense workout or having a cold or something like that because they're not sick but what is happening is energetically and physically we are literally changing things like we're sending ripples across time and what is required so that that can be lasting and impactful and so that they don't just move right past it and ignore this opportunity to really heal to move so quickly that they ignore the feelings that come up is I tell them to slow down and to let themselves feel the things. And when I say like, be tender, I'm like, if you need to cry, let yourself cry, write it out, accept all hugs and kisses from whoever is available, like to give them to you and wants to give them to you. Ask for what you need, give yourself what you need, because energetically, we just did something so intense, so cosmically powerful that you literally need to give time and space and your body and your emotions time to like reconfigure themselves to what just happened. I mean, it is intense and it happens so casually (laughs) sometimes because we're having conversations but it happens even so casually in our own lives that sometimes something powerful a shift happens in our mind and our emotions and we get excited and we just want to like rush to the next thing and we just want to get started on this new way of being new way of doing and I'm all for that but you have to make room for what just happened you have to let You have to energetically let your surroundings and your soul and your physical body give them the time to recalibrate to what is new and real for you. And when I look at, you know, taking care of myself 
and making time for this kind of growth, I'm doing that all the time. Like I know now, I know better now than to have a shift like that happen and for me to not give myself grace and love and to like, instead of start moving immediately, what I will do instead is just chill. Literally, because I want to see like what is going to happen in my mind. My thoughts are going to be different. I want to see what new ideas come to mind. I want to make room for if there's a part of me that is tender and hurting for that stuff to come up and out so that I can release it and heal it and bless it um, and learn from it. This is so important to what you're trying to create in the world because you're not just trying to create it so that it's done. The reason why you're called to it is it's your work for you, not just your work for the world. So whatever it is that you're intending to create, whatever is in your heart that you want to create that is sacred success for you, know that your journey to becoming the person who creates that, right? Who not creates that, that your journey, because you're creating it now, your journey to becoming the person who has it, who's already created it is in these moments where you allow yourself to grow, to expand and to give yourself time to reflect and to dream and to imagine and to explore your own mind, your own soul, your own feelings. It's so important to be awake to what is going on inside you, to what your body is experiencing. I mean, oh my gosh, we're so detached from our bodies. There's so many times in a week where I realize like, hello, you're not paying attention. You need to go pee, (laughs) like straight up, not listening to our bodies. And we've been told over and over again in so many circumstances, whether it be work or school, or in our families, to like get the stuff done, and to turn off the things that will get in the way of making that happen, and I see that in myself, there are times where like, listen, I don't care about any of that, all I want to do is get this done, and while that serves me, right, like, I wouldn't do it if it didn't serve me, it's not best for me, right? There's another thing that serves me, paying attention to my body, loving it, respecting it, um, and paying attention to my emotions, loving on them, respecting them, listening to them will serve me at a higher vibration than my, you know, my desire to get something done and then decide that what will serve me right now is to ignore all of those things. It works, but it's not good. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. (laughs) I know I do it out of habit because I like to get stuff done, but I recognize that when it doesn't serve me and the more time that passes, the more I sit with that way of being, the less I want to do it. I know that it's gotten me into so much trouble in the past. It has been It's been the cause of burnout. It's been the cause of having to deal with healing something that happened three or four times ago, and I'm still feeling the weight of all of the things cumulatively instead of being able to be present with what is actually happening now because I ignored it 
all the other times because I wanted to be like that. I wanted to just handle it. I wanted to be like, I got this, no problem. I'm moving on next. When I really needed to be like, this hurts and sit with it and feel it and learn from it and grow from it and be good to myself and let it go when I was done healing as opposed to stacking opportunities to heal (laughs) and making everything hurt all the more. So let's see, where are we? I shared that I get quiet. I shared that I make room to integrate what is happening in real time. I, I make room for the healing to integrate. I make room for me to feel what's actually happening right now. And I'm tender and present with myself. And I really do my best not to stack these opportunities for healing by ignoring them. What else do I do? Oh, I recognize that some of what, not even, I recognize that what I'm experiencing in my life, whatever emotional traumas or stressors, they live in my body. This has come up in actually quite a few of my coaching sessions really recently this stuff lives in our bodies like it it will it will bind itself to our muscles right like why is it so common that people have tension in their shoulders and their neck when they're stressed or in their back or whatever people have different things in their hips whatever it's that's what the body does and so I have I have this awareness and I acknowledge it. And so I do things in, I do things in my life to give um, attention to that, even when it doesn't feel like I need it because I know sometimes I'm ignoring it. So getting acupuncture or getting energy medicine or getting a massage or taking a hot bath or stretching or doing yoga or whatever Whatever opportunities there are to release the stuff that's being held in my body, I I take them. It's not every single day, but I know better than to go a long time because I know that what I'm doing is like I'm dumping, right? I'm dumping the things that are being held on into my body by doing those things. I forgot to mention sex. How could I forget that? That's also one of the ways to let go of that stuff in my body. My body holds on to that stuff. All of our bodies tends to hold on to that stuff. And it does a really good job of making you not aware of it because you have to move on. You got to do things. And so you don't even notice how tense your shoulders are. You don't notice your hips are tight. You don't notice that you're like you know, that your range of motion of your neck is limited because you're so tense up because you don't, it happens slowly over time and we don't even have the awareness. So one of the ways that I make room for me to grow and to heal and to integrate is making sure there are opportunities where I'm letting go of what's building up in my body related to stress or tension or actual physical ailment. 
I think those are the top three things that I do. Pleasure is certainly like an overarching (laughs) component of this because, and I feel like this is the easiest way for you to make space and time for this work is pleasure. And people think like, oh, they underestimate pleasure. (laughs) So many people underestimate pleasure. It will help you to do this work. Being in a state of joy and bliss and relaxation or delight. Oh, delight. I love that word. (laughs) Or delight is an amazing opportunity for your soul to like let go of any tension or stress or worry and make room for you to get really creative. I think pleasure and creativity are like amazing. The best way to get creative, the best way to get um, to find solutions, the best way to come up with new ideas, the best way to like reduce stress, the best way to show up as your best self is to align yourself with the version of you that is delighted, that is in bliss, that is in pleasure, that is in The thing about pleasure is you have to be in your body, right? You have to be in your body and you have to be in your soul, right? Delight is like, delight is a feeling that you have in your soul. Even though we talk about pleasure, it's a pleasure is usually talking about your body, but what you feel from pleasure is in your soul and feeding that part of you, feeding that part of you does the same work as getting quiet, does the same work as doing the integration and does the same work as, um, you know, cleansing the body, detoxing it by doing, you know, massage and whatnot, because that is the combination of things. You feel the joy in your whole body and in your whole spirit, and it feeds you. It's so nourishing. It is so nourishing to be in a state of pleasure and bliss and delight and any opportunity you have to have in those moments, right? And it's not hard. Like we make it so hard. Like it sounds like a complicated thing. Pleasure is not really all that complicated, right? Like bliss is found in sometimes having your favorite food that's so delicious. Bliss is also found in laughing really hard with one of your friends. Like these are not impossible things. They don't really cost anything. They can cost things, but they don't have to cost anything at all. So any resistance you have when I say create like pleasure and have more pleasure in your life, any resistance that comes up from that is a lie. I don't know how, I don't know how else to say it. It's a lie. You're worthy of it. You're deserving of it. And any resistance to having that, anything that tells you it's impossible, is sincerely a lie that is rooted in a disbelief of worthiness or enoughness or scarcity. Because joy is not synonymous with resources. Pleasure is not synonymous with resources or worthiness. Like, you're inherently worthy, and pleasure is yours. You can have it. You can create it. It can come from anywhere. 
Sometimes I'm surprised by pleasure. Sometimes I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> Sometimes bliss comes in something that someone says that's hysterical and I'm in my joy and I couldn't have ever planned it. And I certainly couldn't have paid for it. And then other times I can pay for it. I guess any anytime I've paid to go see comedy, I have paid for it. But mostly it's free. You can get it. And it's so healing. It does all of the things that I was talking about earlier. Because certainly laughing releases stuff out of your body. Feeling that sense of delight in your body does that same thing. It doesn't have to be hard. It really doesn't have to be hard for you to make room for your soul to expand, to reflect, to grow, to dream, to create, to be self-aware, right? To be present in your body. It just takes um, some intention and it just takes a little bit of time, but mostly it takes, you know, knowing that you're worthy. Mostly it takes allowing yourself just giving it to yourself. It really is. It's just you giving it to yourself, giving yourself permission and really tapping into this idea and like re recording it as letting and letting it play in your mind over and over again that this is the work, right? Showing up and being present in your life is the work and making room for time to grow and to reflect and to dream and to be quiet and to treat your body well and to have pleasure are all things that you can give yourself and that you really need so that you can create this life that you want that is juicy and sacred and sexy and successful and is perfect for you right and is filled with all the things that you want how can you create that without paying attention and listening into your body to begin with. How are you going to create that without pleasure? You know, one of the things that I'm always teaching, and I'm sure it's come up on many episodes of this podcast, is that whoever it is that you're wanting to be at the end of your goal, whatever life you're trying to create, whoever you are going to be at the end of whatever you're trying to create, the person who can create that, whoever that is, you, the way to bridge the gap between who you are now and who you are becoming is to put on the thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors and actions of that person. So if you're dreaming of a wildly sensuous and feel good and fulfilling life, you're not going to get there by working on it by just doing actions <laughs> like you actually the actions have to be you having that now the actions have to be you living and creating a life that has pleasure right now and the more you do it the more you create that life that's how it works yeah I think that's all I've got to say on that that's how it works so start making the time start making room Give yourself time to heal. Give yourself time to integrate. Really take a moment and like imagine it just like I said it because that's how I think it really happens. It's like when we make shifts in our mind, when we make shifts in our emotions, when something really clicks for us, we're sending an energetic wave, right? We're changing the past and we're changing the future. We're changing the now. 
sincerely and make room for that integration. Don't bombard it with things to do. Don't bombard it with distractions. Let yourself have time to sit with it. Move through it slowly. Write about it. Journal. Talk about it. See see a therapist about it. Talk to a friend about it. Talk to your coach about it. Make room for it to blossom, right? Like make room for it to grow into all of the things that it's supposed to give you. Don't rush out of it. Don't rush out of anything. <laughs> don't rush out of your healing. Don't rush out of don't rush out of your growth. Don't rush out of being quiet with yourself and listening. And don't rush out of your pleasure. Bask in it. N- there is never enough. <laughs> Get more. Like fill your life with these moments of delight and joy and just rich juiciness. You're worthy of that. Okay. I love you very, very, very much. Hey, if you want to create a sexy, sacred, and successful life, I want to invite you to work with me one-on-one for the next six months. What will happen in that time is you'll have the room and a sounding board for creating a clear picture of what you want to create for your life. And then I will help you with strategy and mindset, the beliefs, and also my intuitive guidance around what your next step should be and how to bridge the gap between where you are now and where you want to be in a way that feels aligned and is sacred, period. So to do that, go to my website, melissaalesian.com, hit the work with me button, and then apply to work with me one on one. I look forward to hearing from you.